Hey there, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of the Taking Care of Us podcast. So for this episode, I want to share with you my birthday wisdom for this past year. What is birthday wisdom, you ask? Well, my husband's family has a tradition that every year on someone's birthday, the birthday person is asked to share a little piece of birthday wisdom that they've gained over the past year. It can be some little piece of insight, some knowledge, just something that they've learned. Um, And on their birthday, they stand up in front of everybody and share their wisdom. So for today's episode, um, I'm going to share my wisdom with you all. Some years I really struggled when asked to share my birthday wisdom. Um, It made me nervous and I'd feel insecure. I think it's because I had some insecurities as well as some self-limiting beliefs that made it kind of difficult for me to come up with something that I deemed wise, quote unquote, that I was willing to share with other people. But this year, I had a lot to say. On the morning of my birthday, I was journaling um, and I was a little bit nervous. I was preparing for my birthday wisdom. And it was sort of funny that I was nervous because we're in a pandemic and it's not like I was having a party and I was going to have to get up in front of a bunch of people. Um, but I I wanted to have something good to say for my birthday wisdom. So I felt this sort of um, nervous sense, right? So I'm journaling and it was amazing because the thoughts just kept coming and coming. And I not only had a little nugget of birthday wisdom, I had like an essay of it. Um, And since I don't have a lot of people to share it with because of the pandemic, I decided I would share it with you guys here on this podcast. So I hope that you enjoy hearing about what I have learned about myself throughout this year. My first piece of wisdom for this year was that mindset is everything. That the way I choose to think about something makes a huge difference in my life. Um, I've really learned deeply that no matter what happens in my life, the way I think about what happens and the way I react to what happens is going to completely determine my experience. I've come to really understand that while I may have no control over outside events, I really do get to choose my thoughts and my reactions. And while I sort of knew that before, this year has really demonstrated the power of mindset and the power of that thought work for me. Which leads us to my second piece of wisdom, which is kind of connected to the first one. So wisdom number two is that mindset work feels impossible, difficult, you can choose your word, if I'm not emotionally, mentally, and physically well. So it's really hard for me to choose my thoughts wisely and work on my mindset if I'm not well, if I'm not doing okay, right? So those of you who feel irritated with me when I say, quote unquote, mindset is everything, this might resonate with you a little bit. So if somebody had told me eight years ago, seven years ago, nine years ago, during kind of a rougher time in my life, if somebody had told me back then that, quote unquote, mindset was everything, 
To be honest with you, I might have rolled my eyes, covertly flipped them off, and then walked away feeling like I was less than, like I wasn't good enough, like I was doing it all wrong. For one thing, I didn't really understand the nuance. I didn't really understand mindset and thought work. I didn't really get it. And also, I just wasn't in a very good place emotionally or mentally. And so the automatic thoughts that came into my mind, they weren't always very positive. And I thought that those automatic thoughts were my thoughts. I thought that because I was thinking them, that they were true to me. I don't know if that makes sense to you or not, but it it's really powerful to me and it's a big distinction for me. So like in that case, just trying to quote unquote, look on the bright side when I didn't see much of a bright side, it felt fake and it felt sort of silly. Like that wasn't real. I didn't yet understand that a lot of my thoughts were stemming from old beliefs about myself and old beliefs about the world. Some of those thoughts and beliefs were judgmental, some were self-limiting, some were just really negative or pessimistic. Um, some of them were based on fear and worry um, and insecurity instead of hope and trust. I didn't yet know that I didn't have to hold on to those thoughts or beliefs. And honestly, even if somebody had told me that I didn't have to hold on to them, I don't know if I had a solid enough emotional foundation to really comprehend that idea and to really move forward with it. What I now realize is that my mindset affects my overall wellness and that my overall wellness affects my ability to work on my mindset. They're connected and they can support each other in either lifting me up or holding me back. So in order for me to be at a place where I can take advantage of the power of positive mindset, I have to be doing well. I have to be taking care of myself. I have to be emotionally, mentally, physically strong. And understanding that has been huge for me this year. So let me tell you a little bit about some of the things I have been doing to take care of myself. Um, because I think it's important when I'm sharing my wisdom to share with you some of the things that I've done to help myself stay well. Um, a few of my most important habits. Number one, um, a consistent morning routine. This one's taken me a long time, a few years to kind of figure out how to make it work for myself. And it's still kind of in process. But for me, it includes the combination of journaling, stretching, meditating, and or exercising. Now, if I wanted to do all four of those every morning, I'd have to get up way before my body wants me to. And so what I've come to is that I try to do at least two of them, and it just kind of rotates which two I do. Um, let's be very honest and very clear. Coffee is a part of my morning routine always. So if we want to add that in, then there's three things each morning. So let me talk about each of those things just really briefly. Journaling, um, it, this is one I do fairly consistently and gratitude journaling is a piece of it. And that's a, that's a really quick piece of it where I just write three things I'm grateful for. I do that almost every day because it's quick, it's easy, and it is a huge, it really has a big um, effect on the way that I feel 
day to day and overall. And so I write three things I'm grateful for. I've talked to you guys a little bit about that before, um, but I spend some time just feeling grateful for whatever it is I write. Even if, like I've said before, I write coffee as number one, I feel grateful for that coffee and I spend a moment really feeling that. So in the journaling section, the other piece that I often do, um, there's a, there are actually a few different ways that I journal. Sometimes I journal about what I want from my day. Sometimes I journal about the previous day. Sometimes I just say, okay, for the next 15 minutes, I'm gonna write. I'm just gonna write everything that's going on and I'm just gonna let it kind of come out. I'm not gonna um, worry about what it says. It's just kind of this way of purging a lot of my stuff. Um, sometimes if I'm struggling with um, some kind of circumstance in life, I'll really take time to focus in on what is going on. Like recently with this transition back into in-person learning, that's a really big one, right? And so I take a lot of time in my journaling to weed apart the facts of what's happening from my thoughts about what's happening, from my beliefs about what should be happening to my actions and my emotions. And I try to really pull all those pieces apart. So I'll spend some time journaling about the facts, what exactly is going on. And then I'll spend some time just really weeding out like what are my thoughts about them, all of them. And I don't, I don't edit it. I don't like stop what I'm saying. I just really think about like, really, what do I think? And I give myself space and time to just write. So sometimes those will go on for a few days where I just kind of keep, keep going back to it and keep really paying attention to it. And what that does for me is it just sets up my ability to go into my day, especially if it's a day where I'm going to be talking about this return to in-person learning and I'm going to be helping some of you navigate it in your schools, then I'm set up to be able to, to look at it from a clear head and an open heart and an open mind rather than going into it um, based on my fear or my worry or my concern. And it and it helps and it helps in my life immensely, and so I can't recommend it enough. Um, so those are kind of the components of journaling for me. Stretching was another one I mentioned. I do this every day. Um, I turned forty four last week, and I um, am getting I'm getting older, and everything's kind of creaky and stiff and icky. So I see a physical therapist. I've got some neck stuff and some back stuff and some hip stuff. So I spend 10 to 15 minutes most mornings just stretching and doing my physical therapy exercises so that my um, aging body can stay as healthy as possible. Um, another one I mentioned was meditating. I um, use Headspace. I have used Headspace for several years and I love it. My daughters like to tease that Andy, the, the man's voice in Headspace, I think he's the owner of Headspace. Um, they, my daughters like to tease that he's my boyfriend and that I love him more than my husband, which is not true, but I do love Andy and I love Headspace. So um, it is very accessible. You can do a one minute meditation to a 20 minute meditation. And um, I love the way it leads me through all kinds of different meditations and sleep. So that's a great part of my morning when I do it as well. And then sometimes I go on runs or walks in the morning. That's less frequently. Normally I do the other three, but sometimes I need to move in the morning. And so sometimes my morning routine will involve running or walking. So I was talking about what I do to maintain my wellness. A few other things I do eating well for my body and getting regular exercise. Those are really important for me to stay well. Um, all of us are different, but I think it's actually 
probably true to most of our bodies. Another one is drinking less alcohol. Um, this is a tough one because I, since being an adult, have enjoyed having some wine with my friends or having some beer in the afternoon or evening. Um, and as I've gotten older, I think I've said this in a previous podcast, my body doesn't like it. My body doesn't like the way it feels and it's getting harder on my next day and it's really, um, really kind of messing with me. And so I've really found over the last year that cutting it back and back and back has um, really been positive in my life. So this is one I still struggle with because I really love to go out and have a glass of wine with my friends. Um, but I am practicing drinking less of it and less frequently. And that is has been quite helpful to my emotional and mental health. And then the last one is prioritizing quality sleep. I know we hear this a lot, but I cannot say enough for it. If I sleep well, I feel well. If I don't sleep well, I don't feel well. So that's a really important one to me as well. So the third and final piece of birthday wisdom that I would like to pass along to you all today is this. This one's personal to me, and it will probably not be true to everybody, but I still want to share it. It's that the pace of pandemic life really suits me. Guys, this one was easy to admit to myself, but I feel really guilty admitting it to you because it feels kind of gross to say that I've benefited from something that's caused so much pain and suffering to other people. I feel deep sorrow for the suffering brought on by coronavirus, but I'm also very aware of the positive effect that the pace of this year has had on me. So I decided when writing my birthday wisdom that I was gonna declare a wisdom three a, like a subset, and it's this, that it's okay to hold two truths at the same time. I can feel sadness, concern, sorrow for those who are suffering, and simultaneously I can recognize the positives that the pandemic has brought to my own life. So back to my wisdom number three, the pace of pandemic life really suits me. Guys, I love that life has slowed down. I love that I'm almost never rushing from place to place. I love that I have so much more time for myself and for my family. So I am an introvert. I've known this about myself for a long time. Um, and I feel like for years I've been working to nurture and care for this introvert inside of me while living in a world that often feels like it's made for extroverts. So being an introvert doesn't mean that I'm shy or quiet or that I don't like people. It means that being around people all the time takes a lot of energy and that I need alone time in order to recharge. It means that I usually prefer being alone or being with one or two people. I prefer that over large or larger social gatherings. So in the pre-pandemic world, I would often feel really exhausted at the end of the day. Um, and I know everybody does to an extent, but it's been really interesting for me to see, to see myself through all of this. So back then I would come home from work and all I wanted to do was be alone and to recharge, but I'm a mom, right? I've got two little girls and I'm a wife who happens to be married to an extrovert. <laughs> and it often didn't feel like I had energy left for my kids and my husband at the end of the day. And I'd never connected this exhaustion to being an introvert 
introvert before. I just knew I was exhausted by the events of the day. And I think a lot of people are exhausted from the day. But the thing is, is that this year has been so different. I'm not exhausted at the end of each day. I work for eight hours every day. I sit at my computer. I work hard. I'm thinking. I'm working. But it's so different. I have more space, more time, more energy for my family and for my personal growth. Um, I feel more present. I feel more grounded. And quite honestly, I feel more content. I think that slowing down and having fewer commitments has been just really good for me. And so that is my wisdom number three. But I think now I need to figure out how to carry this forward as we move back into a more fast-paced version of life. So I've learned this about myself, and now I need to figure it out how to carry it forward. Maybe that will be part of my wisdom for next year. Stay tuned. All right, everyone, that is the end of my birthday wisdom, the end of this episode. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to my thoughts from the year. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. And I hope that on your birthday this year, you'll take some time to reflect back on the previous 12 months of your year and come up with a nugget or two or three of your own birthday wisdom and share it with the people in your life. And then share it with me too, because I always really love hearing and learning from the birthday wisdom of other people. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed hearing about this today. I am thinking about all of you and I will talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye.